Jose Medina and Crystal Garcia. It's time to level up. Hey, hey, hey. Ha. <laughs> it's hey, hey. uh it's Jose and Crystal back uh with another amazing podcast. And I want to welcome you to the Undeniable Level Up Podcast, where we provide our listeners with Life hacks uh, to leveling up business, leveling up in your career, leveling up in your personal lives, and even leveling up in your relationships. Why strive to be average when you can be the best version of yourself with the tools, the tips, and sometimes with the tricks that we provide in our discussions? Now, last week we discussed the superhero task of raising children. Some of us have been uh, given the opportunity to raise children, and uh, that's that's a blessing. Um, In our episode titled, It Takes a Village, we shared with everyone the 10 key components to raising a successful child, and we challenged everyone to incorporate those components into their own children's lives. Today, we're here to talk about starting a revolution. No, I'm not talking about the revolution that started on January 6th when uh, people decided to storm the White House. That's not the type of revolution (laughs) we're talking about. Uh, I see everybody already getting their uh, their costumes on, but... (laughs) Don't worry, we're not talking about doing anything too crazy here. What we're talking about is a revolution of change in your life. We just want to help you in your journey to leveling up. Starting a revolution in your life can be an exciting and transformative experience. Absolutely. You know, to many, a revolution is seen as a sudden, radical, and often violent change in political, social, or economic order of society. However, They can also be peaceful and involve changes in attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors that lead to a significant transformation in society. Historical examples include the fall of the Berlin Wall in Germany and the civil rights movement in the United States. We are just a couple of months into the year now, and if you're finding it hard to make those moves that you know you want to and many times that you need to in your life, then we have you covered and the revolution will be televised on YouTube on YouTube. (laughs) So the American revolution was ignited with the speech given by Patrick Henry before the Virginia convention in Richmond on March 23rd, 1775, where he said, I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me Liberty or give me death. Does this quote move you, Jose? Yeah, I guess when I hear that, what it reminds me of, it reminds me, I, I kind of learned that in school. You know, you hear that about, you <laughs> yeah. know, give me, you know, the, that speech, that famous speech of give me liberty or give me death. And in the context of personal change, I think that, um, yeah, it does move me in terms of like coming to that decision point in your in your life where you're just like, I can't take the status quo anymore. I want what I want and right. and, and I want to change and I want to be this other version of myself or or this other person or, or this, you know, I, w- I want to be different and I want to be different. So yeah, it does move me. Yeah. So you've fully committed. That's what I think of it as. I think of it as, you know, a commitment of even just out into the universe of this is what I'm here to do and I'm going to do it no matter what. And I think that's when you really are able to create a revolution. 
I also think that um, it comes to a point where you decide that you want to change and that you're committing to experiencing that change as opposed to being just like a, just kind of go with the flow. Right. Eh, if I change, I change. Because flow's comfortable, man. Yeah, flow's <laughs> comfortable. You know what flow reminds me of? But. The lazy river in Las Vegas. <laughs> That's flow, man. Or you're just, just on the uh, tube laying yeah. there. <laughs> no, no action. Nothing fun. Nothing fun. I think we can all agree that we have things in our lives that we want and or need to change. No matter who we are, this should resonate with you. And if not, well, you must be perfect. Right? <laughs> the truth is nobody's perfect. So you need to really be honest with yourself and look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, are you happy with where you're at? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And if, you're, if, you, if the answer that you get back to yourself is no, if there's something about yourself that's within your control to change, then it's time for you to like say, okay, it's time for a revolution. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. There are five steps to begin with in your revolution that we want to share with you today. And those five steps are change identification, goal setting, plan creation, taking action, and finding support. So let's jump right in. All right. So change identification. So the first step in starting a revolution in your life is to identify what it is that you even want to change. It could be your career, your relationships, your health, or any other area of your life that you feel is not where you want it to be. Jose, do you have a process for identifying things in your own life? And if you do, what does that look like? I don't know if I always have a process. I know every year we go through the whole annual, like, you know, New Year's resolution type deal where you're just like, this year's going to be the year that I, you know, and then you fill in the <laughs> blank, right? I think every year we try to start off the year with kind of like a quick reflection of, you know, how we did in the last year and, and what we plan on doing for this new year. For me, I think change is, is more, you know, I, I do that too, but, but I don't really look at that as my change. Through the years, I'm going through things. I think I'm identifying opportunities where maybe I'm not as happy as I should be, um, whether that be like maybe I'm, I'm shaving in the mirror and I'm like, yo, wait, <laughs> yeah. what's going on here in this belly part right here? What happened to that six pack I used to have like five years ago? <laughs> um, where did that go? But but I, I think you I think as you're going through life, you, you get to this experience where you're just like you're, <laughs> you're you're trying to tie your shoes and you just can't get that lace like you just can't reach it. Like, you know, um, and then you're just like, man, I really need to get it. I need to really, really get in shape. Right. And I, I think that's where it happens for me. It's, it's through life and through having experiences and saying, man. I want to do this thing, but I can't do it because I'm not in the best shape of, uh, I'm not in the best shape or I don't have um, the credentials that like, I want another job, but I don't have those credentials to get that job or things like that. And even now, like right now I'm going through a situation where I'm working and I'm committing time to another organization where it's consuming a lot of my time, like more than 40 hours a week. And I'm like, man, it re would be really nice if I could find a way to not have to do that. Yeah. Um, and not that I don't want to work. I just want to work on my terms and, and be able right. to, you know, have more free time with my family, be able to travel more. And so that's kind of like, I'm starting to feel that, that change is necessary. And so I'm starting to do those things that are required in order to experience what I want to experience. Right. That makes sense. Now, I was going to ask you, what about, what about yourself? How do you identify change? You know, honestly, I try to do it really on a daily basis because if, if I'm noticing that things aren't going in the direction that I want them to, or, you know, like you said, if you look in the mirror and you're not happy with what you see, you know, if, if your level of perfection or your level of, of self-love is you want a six pack, 
you know, then that might lead you to want to make a change. And for me, it can be anything. It could be physical, it could be mental, it could be, you know, social, you know, sometimes anybody, you know, you can get in a rut. Maybe you want to stay in the house all the time. I noticed that I've been kind of staying in a little bit too much. (laughs) Um, That's something that I want to stay, uh, that I want to change because I don't get energy from that. I actually get the opposite. So (laughs) things like that, you know, so, so I, I'm constantly trying to grow and trying to improve. And so when, when I notice those things, then I say, okay, what do I need to do to change this? So that's kind of how I identify things. And of course, when people tell me things, Hey, you're being to this, or you're, you're not spending enough time with me or right. things like that. Well, what was the last thing that you can remember changing about yourself where you were like, Oh, I need to change this. And then you did it. I think I'm kind of going through that right now. And the reason is because I got hurt that's been a huge change for me. I've never been so non-active. For me, the physical aspect is a wellness thing. It's kind of been taking a toll on me a little bit. So I've had to be very deliberate about doing things, you know, and then the fact that I got hurt, like I'm still hurting, I'm going through physical therapy, that's been painful. And I don't feel like I'm recovering like I'm like I should be. That's been a constant daily, you know, identifying that and needing to change. So number two, is goal setting, setting goals. Once you know what you want to change, it's important to set specific measurable goals that will help you achieve the de- that desired outcome. Uh, make sure that your goals are challenging yet achievable and write them down to keep yourself accountable. If this is not familiar to you, then go check out our podcast on goal setting. It's episode six from season one titled How to Be a Gold Digger. In that episode, we talk to our listeners about how to set smart goals, those being specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-based. And really, we also talk about writing those goals down because writing goals down is how you make them real to the universe, to yourself, to um, the people that you share that with and stuff like that. Crystal, do you have a, do you have a process for goal setting? I do, and I wouldn't say that it's, it's like perfect, but I definitely use um, smart goal setting. And one of the things that I that I'm a huge fan of, actually is writing things down. So um, to me, when you for a number of reasons, to me, when you write things down, it shows a level of commitment. And it also provides accountability. I don't know if any of you guys know Dr. Um, Gail Mathers, she's a psychology professor at a Dominican um, University of California. And she conducted research where she concluded that you are 42% more likely to achieve your goals by simply writing them down. Yes, you heard that right. Um, Harvard University also conducted a study where they found that 3%, and that's a low number, of graduates from their MBA program who had actually written their goals down actually ended up earning 10 times as much as the 97% put together. Yes, put together. So guys and girls, it's powerful. So... I utilize smart goals when I set goals and I write them all down. Um, at many times in my life, um, people would actually laugh at me for writing things down, making lists and spreadsheets and labeling goals. And um, But I like to write them down. You know, I, I write them down, I reference them, and I'm frequently adjusting as necessary. And that's how I crush them. Well, that's really good. I'm going through a process right now. Uh, with the with the organization that I'm working with right now, where I'm helping them develop uh, objectives and goals, and one of the things that I realized um, in this business is that the organization as a whole was trying to achieve something without having any real goals, 
Um, and that's kind of like trying to drive cross country without a GPS or a map. Like, <laughs> you know sure. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like directionally, you know where you got to go, but you're not going to get there the fastest way because you're just not going to know exactly what roads to take. It's going to be the fastest, you know? So really being able to, to, to write it down. And we're using a thing called a balanced scorecard where you're able to identify specific objectives and then create initiatives tied to those objectives right. to be able to hit it. And so, for example, that would be like, if I say, I want to lose weight. Well, that's the, that's your objective, right? right? And then your initiatives are like, like, I'm going to go to the gym every day. Um, I'm going to change how I eat. I'm going to weigh myself every week and take pictures. Those are your initiatives, you know? Um, and then creating a mechanism to be able to measure and the frequency of how you're going to measure that. And that balance scorecard is a great, amazing way, even not only in business, but even in your personal life, to have a personal balance scorecard that allows you to tie in those things that you want to do to be able to create a plan that allows you to achieve that. That's great. How do you feel like it's working for you guys? We're in the beginning phases of like trying to identify it and plan it all out. And we've identified the goals. And now we're trying to do the research on the data to figure out where we're at. Because it's important when you're setting a goal to know where you're starting from. If you don't know how much you weigh, how do you know how much weight you want to lose? Right now, we're at that point where we're just like, okay, this goal, where where are we at currently? You know right. what I'm saying? And, uh, and sometimes people will, will not understand how to measure something. Right. And, and that will allow you to like turn that that goal or that obje that objective into a wish, right? For example, if I say I want to spend less money on gas, mm -hmm. right? But I don't I don't keep a budget, so I don't know how much I've been spending on gas. Well, how do you know if you're spending less or not? Right. You know what I'm saying? So you have to go through all your receipts. You have to go through all your checks. Uh, you know, every time you pay for the gas to identify in the last thirty days how much gas did I spend? And when you when you total that up and you go, oh, I spent five hundred dollars on gas in the last thirty days. Now you got now you can set a goal as to what you want to achieve. Right. Maybe that's four hundred dollars. Maybe it's three hundred. And then you come up with those initiatives to like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride share. I'm not gonna go to the library every Friday. I'm gonna cut that out so I don't have to drive, you know. <laughs> Whatever it yeah. is that you I don't go to the library on Fridays, but I was using that as an example. I don't know anybody who goes to the library anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but whatever those things are, like, like you have to know where you're at in order to know where, how to get to where you're going. And that's a great segue into number three, which is our plan creation. So I'm sure that, you know, we've all heard the wise statement. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So if yeah. you want to do anything well, you have to plan. Think of it like a trip. So just like you were talking about, you know, a revolution doesn't happen overnight. So it's important to create a plan that outlines the steps you need to take to reach your goals. Break down your goals into smaller, manageable tasks, you know, or milestones and create a timeline for when you want to achieve whichever goal it is that you want to achieve. And that's important because just like you were talking about with the balance scorecard, if you think of it as a trip, if you say, hey, we're going to go to Florida and we're going to get there in four hours, maybe you're not four hours away from Florida. Maybe you're a lot further from Florida than four hours. You know, maybe you're 12 hours. Maybe you work somewhere in that timeline and you can't go during certain hours. Um, there's a lot of things that you have to take into account depending on what your goal is and what that plan would look like. And having a plan also allows for you to mitigate issues and also address things that could happen, such as when you hit a speed bump, when you encounter a detour, what you might have to do. And, you know, even when you were talking about setting some of the goals on your balance scorecard and ways of tracking that, if you find that maybe one of your goals isn't realistic, you know, maybe you yeah. need to adjust, then you can yeah. adjust. So 
that's a good point because um, even when as we were building out the balance scorecard and I was looking at my specific goals just for my department alone, what I realized was that there were certain goals that I just can't find information on. So if I can't find a starting point, it's probably not going to be a good goal. I'm not going to be able to achieve it. <laughs> if I can't find a place to find that data, then maybe I need to relook that goal right. and maybe come up with something different for that particular goal that, that is measurable. Because if you can't measure success, then right. you'll never know if you achieved it or not. Like you can't say, so, so like for weight loss, you can't just say, I want to lose weight. You need to say, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds mm-hmm. or I want to lose this much body fat, which physically that's a better, a better goal. Yeah. A number isn't a good goal. A better goal is, you know, the, the body fat percentage, not necessarily the pounds that you want to lose. And that's specific and that's measurable. And if you need to adjust, you can adjust. You know, sometimes your time frame isn't isn't right, you know. Um, you can't say I want to lose 20 pounds in two days. That ain't healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say it can't be done, but it's not healthy. And I, I think on, on different podcasts that we've had over over time, we probably have had maybe five or six different podcasts where we've referenced planning. Oh, absolutely. Where we've talked about planning it and the narrative hasn't changed. Right. Um, it's, it's the same. So if you've listened to some of our other podcasts, you understand how important planning is and, uh, and if you need some help in planning, then you should definitely listen to our other podcast or you can either purchase a book on planning, but planning is important. So if you're having a, a hard time with the planning aspect of it, you really, maybe that might be where you start your revolution. Absolutely. <laughs> first shot, first shot, hey, shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> uh, the next step is action. Um, nothing is achieved without action. Uh, now that you have a plan, it's time to take action. So start with your first task on your list and wor- work your way through each one until you've accomplished all of your goals. Um, be prepared for setbacks. Be prepared for obstacles. Um, but don't let them derail you. Don't let them set you, you know. Don't let them take you off course. When you're trying to accomplish your goals, there's going to be things that are going to come up that are going to, going to take you off your off your path. The same way that if you were taking a trip, you're going to have detours. You're going to have moments when you need to stop for gas. Moments when you need to stop to use the bathroom. Moments when your tire goes flat. Moments when you run out of gas. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know I, anybody what, what, who, who <laughs> ran out of gas, huh? I have no idea why you're laughing so hard about that. <laughs> I ran out of gas one time, uh, and it's because I la- I failed the plan. So once you have your, that plan, then then take action. And if you need some help with identifying the difference between action and motion, which motion is, don't confuse motion for action. It's not the same thing. Then listen to our podcast on episode 11, season one, Don't Confuse Motion for Action. Motion is not getting things done. Motion is thinking about it. Motion is planning it. <laughs> I'm motion, gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna. <laughs> motion is is uh, is the waiting. Motion is is talking about it. Like uh, an action is taking that first step to getting it done. Oh, for sure. What do you think, Crystal? Definitely going back to your to the balance scorecard that you were talking about. When we're talking about action, that's definitely something that's going to help you as well because you know, like, like you were talking about, you know, you do, if there's something where you don't know where to start from, it's going to be hard for you to take action. When you have something to reference that allows for you to see what it is that you need to do. So if you're trying to lose weight, you need to go to the gym this many times a week, you need to eat under this amount of calories, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, what things you need to do, what actions you need to take, so that you're not blindly trying to go into it, you have a plan and you're and you're taking the right actions to achieve the results that you want to achieve in the time frame that you're trying to do it. Right. So number five, support. Surround yourself with support. You know, making big changes in your life can be challenging for sure. And so it's important to surround yourself 
with people who will support and encourage you. Seek out like-minded individuals who are also making positive changes in their lives and don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. Get a mentor and don't surround yourself with people who do not challenge you. Guys, don't surround yourself with people who just float down the lazy river with you. (laughs) If it's too comfortable, then you need some better people around you. And I say that because if you wanna grow and you wanna be better, if you wanna level up, you need people who are gonna challenge you. You don't need people who are gonna say, oh girl, it's all right that you, you know, stay in the house all day and you don't ever come out and no, <laughs> that's not the kind of person you need around you. You need somebody around you who's going to say, listen, man, if, if you want to feel good, if you want to be at your best, if you want to, you know, if you really want to dominate your goals, then you, you know what? You need to wake up early. You need to, you know, you need to go to bed on time. You need to get out of the house and, you know, sometimes just to get into that space where you're energized, you know, those are the kind of people that you need around you. You're 100% right. And and what that reminds me of is a few days ago, I was really hungry and I wanted to, I wanted to order a pizza. And so I called, called Alicia and we're like, Alicia, do you want some pizza? She's like, no, I'm trying to have a six pack. <laughs> I felt like crap. I was like, I don't want a pizza either. I, <laughs> I want a six pack. I want a six pack too. <laughs> but I also want pizza. Yeah. People, you know, they, they want to be nice to you and they want to tell you what they think it is that you want to hear. But what you really need is you need that person that's going to be honest with you and that's going to that's going to care about your well-being enough to tell you, hey, look, man, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I think if I had to make a change, I think that's where I would begin because I feel like I could be more supportive. I feel like sometimes I know what the right answers are, you know, and I, like, for example, when, um, like when we go out, like I know we probably should eat somewhere healthy. <laughs> and we don't. And we don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, ah, you know, we, we should probably eat, you know, the salad, but I'm like, but the steak looks delicious. You know what? Something that I think kind of jerked me a little bit today was I was looking at my lab work from the hospital. Some of my lab values were, were not where they should be. And I was thinking about the fact that all growing up, I've always been the fit one in my family. I've always been, I've never, you know, never been overweight, never been out of shape, always just super aggressive about physically taking care of myself. And I got to a point to where truth be told, I just let myself go. Didn't think I would ever be that person. And today when I was looking at my lab work, I was thinking, you know, I am really ashamed of you, girl. (laughs) I was having this conversation with myself and I was like, this is not, you know, like this is not you, this is not where you're supposed to be. And you can make so many excuses for why you end up somewhere. And the truth is, is that I didn't have a good plan you know, obviously. And getting overweight or getting out of shape doesn't happen overnight. That's something that that happens over a certain period of time. I will say I think it's a lot easier to get comfortable and get overweight than it is to get in shape. Get in shape is a, you know, is a lot harder. So don't get out of shape to begin with and your journey will be, (laughs) it'll be a lot better. But that's something that really, you know, and looking at those lab, that lab work was really making me think, man, I haven't been being consistent. You know, I haven't sat down and made a plan and kept to it like I should, like I know I should and like I know I need to. So that's my revolution. (laughs) And you bring up a great point. And I want to ask you about this because it sounds like the challenge here is that you're struggling with discipline. I'm sure you're not the only one. I'm sure there's somebody else in this room that's struggling with discipline too. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think the challenge is there? And and, and for our listeners who are looking at or looking at our our revolution, our five steps of revolution, and they're thinking, yeah, but I don't have the discipline. How do I, where do I find that discipline? 
for you? What do you do or what are you planning on doing and what do you recommend? Really your why. Huh? Your why. <laughs> That's a great point. That's it a great is. point your as, to your, as to your why because I'm going to tell you, I know I have, I have all the knowledge in the world in terms of how to get in shape, <laughs> right? I know I exactly yeah. how to do it. I know exactly what Me I need too. to do. I've lost 10 pounds in a day. I understand the, I understand the science, right? Right. Um, and I understand that it's math and I can do math, but I'm still about 30 pounds overweight, right? And so, and so my question is like for when you're struggling with the discipline part, what can you do to be more disciplined? And you made a, you made a great point about habit. habit you talked about habit. And your why. Yeah. I, I think you made a great point about habit and you said, you said, you know, you have to make it a habit. And I think that's really the key to it working is. on your discipline. And I say that because it takes, how long does it take to, to turn something into a habit? I want to say like three weeks. Honestly, there's a lot of different sciences of different things. But, but truthfully, once you've developed, and habits are really hard to break, so it's going to take you some time. Um, there's some research that says, you know, that it takes three weeks, but it, it could take you longer than that. But the truth is, is that if you think about it, if, if you've ever noticed, if you go to sleep, at the same time every night and you wake up at the same time every morning you'll notice that on the weekends you will wake up it doesn't matter what time you go to bed if you happen to go to bed late you're gonna wake up close to that same time in the morning even though it's on the weekend right it's become a habit for your body your body's pretty smart right so it's the same thing when you're trying to develop a new a new habit a good habit so whether that's healthy eating you know sitting down and and another thing that helps you stay disciplined if you need to track your meals when it comes to something like weight loss or even weight gain. So if you sit down, if you say, hey guys, um, we're gonna go out to eat tonight, okay, there there starts your plan where you might have to shift some things. Think about your why, think about where you're at, and then take a look at your app and say, hey, you know, do I have the calories to be able to go out to eat? And what's gonna be the impact? Am I gonna have to do a walk tonight or run tonight? Am I gonna have to, and then change your schedule. But I think really to, when you're having issues with discipline, it really does come down to creating a habit. And guys, that's gonna suck because you're gonna be tired, sometimes unmotivated. And I know everybody does this. You'll work out a couple days, you'll get on the scale (laughs) or you'll measure yourself and you wanna see progress right away. It's not gonna happen, okay? But I will tell you that, you know, when you measure progress at a realistic rate, so such as, you know, trying to watch your body change, you know, you can see changes in seven days. So, you know, take a photo, do measurements once a week, you know, in the mornings on the same day every week. Um, and you'll see that change and that'll motivate you. So there's also milestones that can motivate you as well that can help you be disciplined. So as you're building those habits, put some things in there that will help you be motivated to get better and get better. So those milestones and those goals are going to be helpful as well. So I would say the why, what your why is, why it is that you're trying to do what it is that you're that you're wanting to do, whether it's health, whether it's not just health, but maybe your life, maybe your life's on the line because you've developed some some things that could could possibly, you know, end your life early. So um, your why, your habit and putting things in there when you're doing your goals that that are milestones that help give you that boost of I accomplished, you know, you're not going to lose 30 pounds in two days, you know, but maybe you say two pounds a week, or I lose half a percent of body fat a week, then when you lose that half a percent, you're like, man, that motivates you. So that's something that can help reinforce 
your motivation and um, help with your with your discipline. But you also just have to be, you're not always going to be happy about whatever it is. Everybody else is eating pizza. Maybe everybody else is eating bad food every day. You're going to have to learn to say, no, I can't. I yeah. want a six pack. <laughs> um, I think you also talk, touch on understanding your why. And sometimes if you're having a hard time finding that discipline, I think it's a good idea to maybe write down that why somewhere where you can see it so that it reminds you why you're doing it. For example, if you're trying to lose weight, maybe the reason why you're trying to lose weight is because you want to be healthy for your family so that you can be around longer. And maybe if when you look at the refrigerator and you go and you, you open that refrigerator and it's written right there on your fridge, it's like, hey, that's so. <laughs> Yeah, you need to you need to stay alive for you know longer than you know fifty five years or whatever. Yeah. Um, that could be the motivation that car- that encourages you to keep on. Um, I didn't want to share. You said something just a minute ago where you said um, your life's in danger, and I don't know why I immediately thought because you took the last donut. I don't know why that popped in my what? head. Yeah, like I didn't need a donut. No, I know you did, and I'm saying <laughs> you ate the last donut. Now your life's in danger, like because because I wanted the last donut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny because I just was thinking about the fact that I was telling you the other day that I wish that I would have met my grandfather, my dad's real dad. And um, he died the year that I was born, never had never seen me. Um, And I I assume that he was a lot like my dad. I love my dad a lot. I feel like I'm a lot that I have a lot of things about me that are like my dad. And I wish that I would have known him. So. I was talking about today when I looked at my lab work, I was thinking, man, I want to be in my grandkids' lives, you know? And I don't want my grandkids, when they're older, saying, man, I wish I knew my grandma, Right. you know? So I want to live a life that's that's healthy. And that doesn't mean that you can't splurge and you can't, you know, saying that you need to be disciplined doesn't mean that you can't have any fun or you can't ever eat anything that's delicious or you can't ever, none of that. But it means that you need to live a consistent life where you're, living for whatever that is. So for me, it's being healthy. And so, you know, sometimes, yeah, I might want some sugar or I might want some fat. I can't have sugar and fat every day. Yeah, every meal. Because then I'm gonna be sugary and fatty. Right. (laughs) You'll be sweet. Um, that, no, those are all great. And I, I think you kind of, t- we touched on two different things that I think we need to talk on in the future future podcast. Um, one of those is uh, creating good habits. I think that's a good oh, topic absolutely. to talk about um, that we haven't touched on. And also how to be disciplined. Um, because I, I feel there's oh, more, there's more to talk about there. Um, because I think that's where a lot of people who want to achieve, that's where they struggle is the discipline. How do I get more discipline? How do I create those? And good you know habits? what? That is what, that is what separates an undeniable person from an average person. Yeah. Is discipline. Absolutely. The Greek philosopher Heraclitus said, the only constant in life is change. And he said this, I'm sure, in the in the Roman days, and it's still applicable today. Like that's the one thing that hasn't changed. Um, we change is always constant. That's the one thing that you can 100% depend on. We challenge you to take the first step today towards the change you want to see in yourself. Remember, change is a process. Every small step counts. Believe in yourself and trust that you have the power to create the life that you want. And if you can apply the five steps that we talked about today you will have a process on how to implement change. And if you need some additional support um, and you need something, maybe um, something to reference or something to read that's going to help you with that change, I have three recommendations for three different books that um, I've read two of them of the three, but I'm going to read the third um, just so I can, I can, and actually the third one I'm going to, I'm going to kind of touch on a little bit. The first one is the power of now. 
Oh. Huh? The Power of Now is an amazing book. Changed my whole perspective on life. The second book is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's a really, really great book on how to be effective and how to maintain habits. Um, and the last one is called The Atomic Habits. And we talked a little bit about habits and creating those habits. So I think those are good books to recommend for, 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 this, uh, for this podcast. That's awesome. You didn't know you were going to get homework today, did you? No. <laughs> There's always homework. So we challenge all, all of you guys to identify the change or changes that you want and are need uh, to make set goals, create a plan, take action, and surround yourself with the support you need. Remember, starting a revolution in your life takes courage. It takes commitment. It takes perseverance. However, the rewards can be life-changing, so don't be afraid to take that first step, first step, first step. If you found today's discussion relatable and impactful, then we encourage you to show your support by liking, subscribing, and following us on all social media platforms. By doing so, you'll gain access to the latest episodes and exclusive behind-the-scenes content that you won't want to miss. Don't hesitate. Join our growing community of enthusiastic listeners today. Additionally, we would greatly appreciate if you could leave us a comment on the streaming platform that you use to listen to our show. Hearing from our listeners is always a delight and your feedback can help us tailor our content to your interest. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to tackle next. We are all ears.